0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back, score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch, or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding and check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Pace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks.
1: Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast NHL edition brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Paul Bruno as we break down the Friday and Saturday NHL DFS slates. You can find Paul on Twitter at StatsMen22 and follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. This very podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you want to get a chance to, uh, to rate or review the Rotowire DFS podcast, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Paul, welcome to another weekend of fantasy NHL action. Hi there, Josh. Thanks for having me again. So before we get started here, we have to let all the beloved pod listeners know that if you're not subscribed here to rotowire.com, what are you waiting here for, Paul? Uh, we have a 10-day free trial available. All you do is go to rotowire.com slash pod to take advantage. Uh, we have lineup optimizers for DFS for all the major sports for eight, D- eight different DFS sites. So if you want to get your uh, information here uh, available for Fan, f- for FanDuel and with, along with uh, custom projections and uh, up-to-the-minute information, uh, all the latest depth charts and news, you can take advantage of the 10-day free trial, rotowire.com slash Pod is how you do so. Get ready for all your fancy leagues upcoming, like fancy baseball as well, with a, with, a, with a great uh, analysis and inside information, along with stats and projections. Rotawire.com/slash pod.
2: And looking forward to another edition with uh, f- packed full of information, and I'll give my best shot to put money in our listeners' pockets.
1: All right, let's go ahead and jump right into it. We've got one, two, three, four, it looks like six games late, and just one back-to-back. So, um, quick preview for us here: what's going on on Friday? Um, what should we be looking for in some of these matchups?
2: Well, I think you want to pay attention to what's happening in uh, Washington tonight because Nashville's on the second of back-to-backs and you wonder if they're going to load up in net with uh, Brayden Holtby, which would be a very expensive pick, or do the Caps go with backup Philip Grubauer? We don't yet know at this stage, and and Nashville's goaltending is in a bit of disarray. Pecorini this year is not the same Pecorini that we've been used to seeing in previous years. This could, should be an easy win for the Caps, and that that's why I'm kind of interested to see who's going to wind up being the goalie, because as you know, I always look for the easy goalie win on the board.
1: Yeah, I agree uh, there as well. It's similar to the picture, um, that when we have, we're right around the corner here with uh, MLB DFS for the Rotowire DFS podcast, just a couple of weeks away. So uh, Paul will definitely um, be, uh, I think sort of driving sort of the same similar analysis that we've talked about on the NHL show here for FanDuel. It's all about the goalie in terms of nailing that down. If you want to make some cash in your, uh, your, your GPPs and your cash games, and you also want to nail the pitcher, So same sort of, Uh, focus that uh, FanDuel has set up scoring-wise, and we're going to try to get you into the very best spots here. So let's go ahead and kick it off uh, like we always do at the center position for the Friday slate, and let's talk about your top options here. Well, my top options are
2: a pair of dynamic guys, one who is priced very modestly, I think, for his value, and the other guy who has become the, quickly the signature player in Edmonton right from day one. Uh, if this guy was healthy all year long, he'd be the runaway winner for the rookie award. I'm talking, of course, about Connor McDavid coming in at 6900 bucks. He's facing the Vancouver Canucks tonight. That's a good matchup for Edmonton as a whole, I think. I'm almost considering loading up on Edmonton, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you look at the overall standings, but they have a high-octane offense, and Van City is uh, really weak on the back end, and uh, they got some questions in goal of late. So uh, McDavid looks like good value at 6900 bucks. He's averaging three shots on goal per game. Shots on goal are 0.4 points a shot, so that's a 1.2 shots on goal. 1.2 points in fantasy already uh, if you just throw him in there and he doesn't do anything at all other than shoot the puck like he normally does. Nick Backstrom, on the other hand, he's more of a playmaker guy. He's a $6,100 value facing Nashville tonight. He's the playma- for, playmaker for the premier scorer in hockey. That's Alex Ovechkin, the premier goal scorer, I mean. He, uh, for his own part, has four three-shot games in his last five starts. So Backstrom looks to me to be an excellent value uh, value tonight. The value play on the board at center, though, is Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Josh, this guy comes in at a paltry $4,100. Bucks. He's Edmonton's second-line center and that's a line that now features Taylor Hall one of the premier left wings in all of hockey and these guys will both be featured on the on the first power play in edmonton so i think for 4100 bucks tremendous value at center ice there in edmonton
1: all right you know what we were in a, we were doing so good here we were we were going with mcdavid and we came back with backstrom and then we got to leon and th- it all just went haywire from that spot so <laughs>
2: i was thinking of you when i set that up
1: yeah you know what yeah there just, just needs to be like a show me a picture of his face or something like that i'll be like oh yeah that edmonton guy with the mustache or something i don't even know if he has a mustache but i imagine that sort of with his last name he seems sort of the the, the type um but yeah so uh those are those are great plays uh overall i love you know watching Connor mcdavid play the exciting rookie and i i feel terrible for him that he lost so much of the first season because there was just so much of prospect hype around him just sort of reminded me of sydney crosby when he came back up and i think they're sort of what what do what do you think he, how do you think he profiles just really really quickly going forward you had to sort of pick a career arc for him and i know it's very very early um who would you liken him to with uh how he started thus far in the nhl
2: Well, you can make a real good case that he is the next Sidney Crosby, Josh. I think that's how high he profiles in my estimation. He's a guy who elevated this team right at the start of the season. You wondered if they were going to make it up an upward tick into the standings. But then as soon as he went out of the lineup, their fortunes went down the tubes. And now since he's come back, he's elevated them again. So they're winning uh, their share of games. They're still at the bottom of the standings and won't make the playoffs. But you see the impact that he's had on the ice already. And uh, he's going to be a leader of this team for years to come. A dynamic player who plays the game the way uh, not too many others do with high speed and high skill on display, night in, night out. It doesn't look like he's a guy that will take a night off Uh, anytime soon either. His consistency uh, at this early age has been a a real telltale sign for me that separates him from a lot of other young players that have made their debut in the league. You get the same consistent and dynamic effort out of this kid every night, and uh, he's been a joy to watch.
1: All right. Well, uh, it sounds uh, like we'll we'll be um, maybe even consider 6900 a deal uh, with Conor McDavid if he can use to produce at the level that he's capable of. All right, let's go ahead and flip it onto the left side and with top uh, top left wing options here for the Friday slate. Well, I'm gonna say Taylor Hall from Edmonton again, sixty
2: three hundred dollars. He's moved on to McDavid's line. That's the top unit in Edmonton, and he moved there recently and responded with a goal in his last game, breaking out a bit of a funk. Make no mistake, though, this guy is regarded as one of the top left wings in all of hockey. He has 40 shots on goal in his last 10 games. That's, again, uh, I'll remind our listeners a key stat in uh, the FanDuel games. You don't need to score a goal. You just have to pour some shots on goal and you'll get a lot, uh, your fair share of points out of your forwards, too. Of course, with that many shots, he should be scoring more, and I think that Dan could burst against Edmonton tonight. Uh, Louis Erickson in Boston for 5300 bucks. They face Anaheim as they continue a Western road swing. He's got three goals and two helpers in his last uh, three games, along with a plus-four rating. Plus-minus also factors into the scoring on FanDuel. 27 goals on the year for Louis, and he's on the verge of a career uh, high in goal scoring if he keeps that up. He's got 12 of those in his last 22 games on a real tear offensively that belies this relatively modest price. He, too, is pouring shots on goal with great regularity, 14 attempts in his last five games. For my value play on the left side, I'm looking at Washington Capitals' Andre Burakovsky. He's a, a low 4700 bucks against Nashville. He's playing on the second line in Washington with playmaker extraordinaire uh, Kuznetsov, who's actually the club's leading scorer ahead of Messrs, uh, Backstrom, and Ovechkin. Uh, Burakovsky, for his part, to show you how he's benefited from this partnership, in 32 games with Kuznetsov, he's got 25 points. Before that, he had only nine in his first 34 games this season.
1: All right. Uh, those are some great plays overall. Now, for me, I'm, I am was in a good spot once again here. I felt great about Hall. I even <laughs> felt good about Erickson with two S's. And then you got to Burakovsky, and I felt oh. like it's that was a little bit not as harsh as uh, as Mr. Leon, Mr. Mustache over there. Um b- but you know, uh it's still like, you know, that's w- about three syllables too many. I was good with with Hall and Erickson which is barely three syllables. So, that's you know, Josh, that would make talking hockey a little more difficult because there's more
2: European uh, elements in hockey almost than any other sport you could name on this side of the pond. So uh, it's a challenge, but uh, when you deal with it every day like we do, uh, I, I like to make sure I know how to pronounce these names. Wow,
1: that's <laughs> this is why that's your job, not mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, really quick question before before we move on to right wing. Do you? I, I've talked to one of my hockey friends who sort of keeps me from um, you know relying on um, you know early '90s hockey information. Information that I still have in my head and um, he feels like that there may, may be honestly viably two expansion teams coming to the NHL do you feel like that's what's going to happen Vegas and Quebec City
2: well you know there's talk of none there's talk of one and there's talk of two I can't see them adding one team because that's a skew that leaves an odd number of teams in the entire league so let's throw that option by the boards they're talking Las Vegas which should make should make you happy as a current resident, though you're on the move. I understand, but uh, maybe you're moving out to make room for them. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, the other team that's been talked about is in Quebec City. I'd love to see that because they have a rabid fan base in one of the most uh, picturesque cities on this again on this side of the of the pond. And I uh, I think it would be great to get Quebec back in the league. So I'm looking for two teams, and there's going to be some interesting. Uh, Expansion and roster implications for the remaining teams before that that bear discussing in our regular at least scheduled hockey pods do during the week too.
1: All right. Um so yeah, so I, I'm actually rooting for two teams. I love expansion. It's just sort of like uh fantasy draft all over again and where everybody's gotta like everybody's on their their toes and heels, those you know, third liners and guys who are barely getting some minutes, and wondering if they're going to end up being another team. And then you're going to see a bunch of teams beat on some guys for three or four years until they uh, finally, you know, get those uh, expansion picks and those extra picks up top to sort of pan out. But I think it's great for the for the game to, to grow. And I wish the NBA would uh, take a, a page out of their book because you know there's teams that are starving for, for franchises like Seattle who lost a team, and uh, there's a, a number of the d- different places uh, out in the area that would you know really at a drop of a dime pay a half a billion dollars like you know in uh you know funds committed from investors and stuff to to, to make that possible so i hope the nhl does it because i think it's going to be a great stepping stone uh for the other sports that i like to follow to do the same thing as well expansion is great we want more of the stuff that we love and enjoy and so why not give us more all right uh let's go ahead and talk about more options that we can play on this slate tier today and we're going to start with the right wing position with a single a double single syllable if that makes sense, right?
2: <laughs> James Neal, how, how easy is that? Nashville's right wing. He's got uh, worth sixty three hundred bucks on the board against Washington tonight. He's the Predators' top sniper with twenty seven goals on the year. Six of those and three helpers have come in the last eight games, and he's poured twenty seven goals, twenty seven shots on goal in that same stretch. So he's. Uh, factoring in a lot of the Nashville offense recently, and uh, that offense isn't much improved. So you can't overlook this team, and if they're top six, he's right at the head of that pack. In Washington, I picked uh, in that same game, T.J. Oshie, uh, the right winger from the the Capitals, who's dropped down to the second line. That's not such a bad demotion in in Washington, though. As I indicated, he'd be partnered with Burkoski and uh, the— the center there, uh, Kuznetsov. So that's still a good landing spot for Oshu, who has four power play goals and eight points in the last eight games played. Now power play goals or an extra value in, in fantasy. So you want to keep an eye on Oshi at this price because I think it's really good value given that production. He's got 21 shots on goals in his last eight games and no fewer than two in any one contest. He plays a rugged style of game and gets penalties too. So for this value, I think he's really good, uh, a really good pick tonight. Then uh, my value play on the right side, David Pasternak in Boston for 4,500 bucks making that same road trip to Anaheim with his mates. He's got four goals and one helper in his last five games playing top six minutes with Krejci and Erickson and he's also on the top power play unit as
1: well. All right. Uh, those will all make some sense to me overall. Um, that one was a little bit rough in the value panel. The, the value, I want to say value town is 0 for 3 in, in the spelling bee for me today. But uh, aside from that, um, you know, I, what I really feel like is missing from Fandle, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I think we need a fighting category. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, like I need a reason to roster like the modern-day versions of Todd Bertuzzi and Tom, Ty Domi. And I'm just, you know, if somebody loses a tooth and your guy is the one who served up to them, that should be worth like three or four points on FanDuel, don't you think?
2: It should be, but fighting's become less and less part of a game, and I think it's reflected in the rules of, of these games that we're playing these days.
1: Uh, you know what? I was dead set against it when I first thought. I was like, this is, you know... um really really ridiculous that they allow this to happen you know and i think nhl has finally done what people talked about for a long time is just up the penalties for 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 um um for the the outlandish stuff that happens that you know that's just not part of the game. It's really just designed to sort of injure players and take them out. The all the the excessive slashing and boarding and all things like that. And we've seen, like I think actually, hockey does a better job with lengthy suspensions for stuff that really do, has no part in the game anymore uh, than any other sport. So yeah. hats off to them and credit for uh, for that. And I think that's sort of why why we're seeing the uh, old guard defenders, um, who don't offer a lot of much offense or defense upside, but just are out and out enforcer. I guess, or sort of, feel you feel like they're sort of making their way out of the NHL?
2: Yeah, they're becoming the dinosaur element of the National Hockey League right now. I mean, uh, don't make, go get me wrong, you can still probably load up your roster with uh, those type of guys, uh, guys of third or fourth liners that get penalties, but you're going to go nowhere in daily fantasy. You still need the scorers, and that's what I mean. Uh, understand the weights of the different categories when you make your plays, and link that to the values that, that we're talking about, and that's how I base my picks, so very... I will tell you right now. I don't make any effort to include any fourth line thugs in, in any of my daily games.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with there there as well. Um, I I will say this that if I'm like playing uh, like NHL on PlayStation or something like that, NHL 2K, I'm I'm fine with swapping out all my first liners for thugs just to see you know how many guys I can take out for the game. Um, <laughs> but until Fandle adds tooth teeth lost. Uh, as a category, I think we're going to be safer staying away from uh, some of these lesser skilled scores. All right. uh, So that's going to wrap it up for the wing side. Now we're on to defense here. So um, I'm going to say I feel pretty strongly about what you've got offered me. No more than two syllables. All these guys sound American, even though they're probably Canadian. Um, I'm I'm in a good spot here. Uh, Let let, let me uh, see what you got for me on defense and goal. All right. On the blue line, I managed to find two guys that are top
2: four defensemen with their respective teams. Actually, Duncan Keith might be one of the best in all of hockey. And yet he's only 5200 bucks. This is a true home game for him because he's going back to uh, Winnipeg where he was born. And uh, he's got 42 points on the year, which is not among the top end defensive players in the league. But this guy plays all the big minutes in in, in Chicago, upwards of 25 to 30 every night. And uh, this is a low price point for him, given the role that he plays and the questionable goaltending situation that the Jets will offer against Chicago tonight. And, and the Hawks need to win because they're in a dogfight in their, in their division. So you can bet that they're not taking any nights off. And Keith, particularly, will be fired up with this matchup. Then uh, over in uh, against Colorado, Calgary rolls uh, out uh, Dougie Hamilton. He's had 5,100 bucks. At seven points in his last seven games, 17 shots on goal in that same period. He's playing top line power play minutes as well. They've juggled that power play unit a little bit, but he's got the big shot back there and works works magic with uh, with Mark Giordano when they're together. So look for Giordano to be loading up Hamilton to get that Howitzer on goal. So for 5200 Keith, for 5100 Hamilton, good values for two of the top defensemen on the board today. And then if you want to go a notch below in terms of a value defense play, I look for Tyson Berry. This guy is also among the league leading D-men with 45 points on the year, still angling anchoring the top power play and logging lots of uh, time as the generally the the quarterback of this offense in in colorado his price is low because he's on a bit of a, a scoreless streak that's uh, up to a season high five games i look for him to snap it tonight against a team that loves to trade chances so uh, i see three league, three really good options on the blue line tonight
1: all right all of those uh looks like some um pretty good spots uh overall and then we got to talk about the guy between uh, the pipes here um fairly expensive Uh, But I think, you know, generally when we've built the lineup and you've provided us with a number of great value plays, it ends up being uh, worth it. And I think we follow this uh, theme for the most part throughout the shows that we've done here uh, over the past month. Do you agree here?
2: That's exactly right. And, I mean, there's not too many cheap options. And, uh, again, I look for an opportunity where I'm, I, I'm more likely to get a win than not. Cam Talbot and Edmonton offer me that chance. I told you I was going to go on an Edmonton run in this uh, these picks tonight. Uh, I just think Vancouver Canucks defense is in a ma- messy situation with a number of injuries and in- inexperience along their back end, and they're going to be in tough against a high-octane group of uh, Edmonton young guns who should be flying for this one. So 8300 bucks. it's a bit of a tough tough tag but there's not too many cheaper options out there uh, than, than Talbot and uh, they should exploit the home uh, their opposition tonight very very easily i think Vancouver scored less for their part they're not generating a lot of offense so Talbot could have an easy night because the Canucks have been held to three or less in 7 of their last 9 games so i see this as a more likely opportunity to win than not work uh, out can Talbot
1: all right and that we know we want that all important win so I'm, I'm with you there as well I'll be rostering him in my lineup for the Friday slate and that's going to wrap that up uh, for uh, March 18th action so let's go ahead and move on to Saturday March 19th much bigger slate as uh, NHL has uh, set this out throughout the season here so let's go ahead and talk about your quick breakdown and then we can get into some picks
2: yeah, there's 11 games on the board, and uh, I'm looking forward to the war at the early part of the day. Pittsburgh goes into Philadelphia. This is uh, going to be a really big game for the Flyers. They're right on the edge of playoff contention, and the Penguins are are soaring, playing their best hockey of the year. So two teams that are really on top of their game and they hate they hate each other. So this is one of the best uh, rivalries in hockey and uh, it should be at a fever pitch in Philadelphia. I'm going to be all over this one. And then at the other end of the schedule, I see late at night, Boston's on the second of back-to-backs going to Los Angeles. Earlier this year, when LA went to Boston, they skunked the Bruins 9-2. to two. And you've got to believe that Boston wants some payback time. And uh, maybe the whole Martin, uh, Milan Lucic thing is uh, weighing on the Boston minds because the Kings were fired up for their newly uh, recently acquired uh, winger who came from Boston, and uh, I think they're going to be looking to defend his honor again tonight. So, two games at the opposite end of the schedule that uh, really will bear watching tonight.
1: All right, um, with that in mind, we can go ahead and kick it off here with a couple of your uh, top center plays for the Saturday slate. And uh, sticking with that
2: Flyer-Penguins game, I'm going to go right off the top with Claude Giroux. The Flyers captain captain raises his game to give his very best always when he faces the Penguins. He's had some of his career best games uh, in this rivalry, and he's producing at a shade less than a point per game uh, rate this season, but still has five points in his last seven games, and we expect a penalty-filled game here, meaning lots of power play time where he excels and anchors the Flyers' attack. Uh, behind him, I've got Alexander Barkov, who's recently back into the lineup for Florida Panthers, who are also in a bit of a dogfight in the Atlantic Division. They need him to come up big, and he he needs to in this matchup against Detroit. He's got four goals in his last five games. This big and uber-skilled first-line center poses a matchup problem for sm- the smaller, older Detroit pivots, so I think he could have a big night for them. And uh, the last night line change will be important to free him from Detroit's top-line checkers. And I'll remind our listeners that we don't have prices for the Saturday players, so I can't offer them here, but I expect these two guys to be less than the top three or four centers on the board and and they should be primed to put up some big numbers a guy who is a little further down the board and will be playing closer to home in fact I'll be going to this game on Saturday night William Nylander uh, from the Toronto Maple Leafs hosting the Buffalo Sabres who won the second of back-to-back games Willie Nylander is a very fast and highly skilled forward he should get a lot of time and space against the Buffalo team that is in the second of back-to-backs uh, this Friday and Saturday Leafs have played much better than their record indicates lately and And a rookie infusion is a big reason why. This guy is their crown jewel, and
1: I think he's going to have a big night. All right. uh, So you know what? I have one question. All right. What? uh, I need some explaining here. Alexander Barkov. Okay. Here. uh, You mentioned that he was uber skilled. Uh, What is a guy who is a professional hockey player doing driving around on Uber? Uh, Doesn't he make (laughs) enough money as it is? Uh, I was (laughs) like, you're taking $15 an hour out of somebody else's pocket, buddy. You should be ashamed of yourself. Stick to one job. (laughs) All right. You, apparently you do your job well and, you know, why don't you ride Uber rather than driving people around? I mean, I'm sure that they're as a as a fancy uh, or as a fancy owner. I'm a little bit concerned. I I don't want somebody moonlighting on my team. So there's going to be no bark off from me until he cuts it down to one job.
2: I'm sure he's making enough money that he takes a limo if he wants.
1: <laughs> OK, all right. Fair enough. That makes you feel a little bit better. So with that in mind, we can get on to the wings and we'll start here on the left side. All right, on the left side, again,
2: I'm going to Pittsburgh-Philadelphia game, but I'm taking the opposite uh, team to uh, to factor in on the the port side. Chris Kunitz, who's playing first-line minutes with Sidney Crosby, who's on fire right now, and uh, Kunitz is getting caught up in that wake. He will get power play time. Alongside Sid the kid to sp- uh, to spike his uh, game minutes, and uh, he, the same thing applies to to him as Giroux. He he comes up big in the big games, and uh, I think uh, in a clutch uh, situation like this one, he'll find his way to the score sheet too. Uh, behind him, I've got in a much lesser uh, game of importance, Montreal and Ottawa, which is a pretty fair rivalry in their own right. Max Pacioretty of the Canadians. Is playing first-line minutes and finding chemistry with Alex Galchenyuk on a newly formed first-line in Montreal. How potent that is, has it been for Pacioretta? He's got eight points in his last six games. And he comes up big in these rivalry games. I know I've seen too much of him in the Toronto-Montreal rivalry in the last couple of years. Power play for Montreal is a key against Ottawa. And uh, the Senators will give up a ton of shots. They lead the league in, in that category. So Pacioretty hopes to capitalize in that regard as well. In terms of a value play, I'm looking to that late. Uh, the game between L.A. and Boston, where Kyle Clifford has recently been moved up to the second line for Los Angeles. He's got points in his last two games. And I remind you, he was part of that 9-2 drubbing earlier in the season. And uh, will be trying, uh, like heck, to get back in the score sheet and earn his keep on that second unit in, in uh, Los Angeles.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh for me let's I I like um getting some exposure here to uh, some of the better options there. So uh, for me, I, I think I wanted to take uh, a combination of, of, a, of a couple of these guys here. As well, I, do, do you see yourself getting some uh, sort of, uh, of a stack working here with, you know, uh, with the uh, uh, Philly versus Pittsburgh game, maybe taking four or five of these guys, because there's a guy that we can take on, on the wing side, uh, on, the, on the on the left wing, on the right wing and, and, and center. So you could really just say, all right, I want to load up on this game and maybe this is where I'm going to anchor my team in a tournament here on FanDuel.
2: I hesitate in a rivalry game like this one because it's it's going to be hotly contested and you better get the the team right in terms of the team that wins in this game because if you don't, your roster is sewered. So I, I'd rather keep it balanced and pick away when I'm not sure about the outcome of a game. Where I am sure of an outcome, like if I, if I look at the Boston-LA game, I might be inclined to pick a lot, a lot of LA teams But uh, I'm leaving this one alone in terms of emphasizing one team over the other in that uh, cross-state rivalry.
1: All right, fair enough. All right, um, so I believe we left off with the left side. Is that right? Are we on to the right side now? We're
2: we're, We're on to the right side. Okay,
1: well, let's go ahead and see what you got.
2: All right, for San Jose, Joe Pavelski is on fire for the surging Sharks. This guy is one of their team leaders. He's got five multi-point games, Josh, in his last 10 starts. He's going to cost a lot, I think, but he's going to be well worth it against a Rangers team that's winding up a tough Western uh, USA road swing. And uh, that's always uh, death for, for teams in, in against those three teams out West because they're all really, really good clubs, and they wear you out by the end of that, that uh, visit. And uh, this is the third of that trifecta. So uh, first-line medicine power play time should mean that Fabelski finds the score sheet against the Blue Shirts. Then behind him, I got Wayne Simmons from Philadelphia against Pittsburgh – Now, this is a key point. This guy poses a matchup problem for the Penguins because he's so big and physical and he's playing top six minutes. Neither team has any other player that fits that mold, I would say. So he he will be a nuisance for the Penguins, I think, particularly the defense, which is not known for being big or physical. And he'll find his way to the front of the net and be hard to move. I think he'll be the role of an oak tree out there in front of of the Pittsburgh goal. And uh, I could see him getting a point or two, particularly on the special teams. Then... In terms of a value play, I'm going a little bit off the board. Well, maybe a lot, depending on what your uh, viewers might, listeners might think. But Patrick Eves has been moved up to the first line in Dallas. And that alone means to me that he's going to draw first line minutes that he's had in the last few games, meaning upwards of 16, 17 minutes a game opposite Jamie Benn on the other wing, who was uh, nothing less than the top scorer in the league last year. So playing in that kind of company should increase his uh, opportunities to score. And he's also getting a regular look on the power play. So uh, he's been valued very lowly uh, recently. And uh, I, I think that's going to stay in place for this uh, opportunity. And uh, further uh, making that more attractive is the fact that the Islanders will be forced to play uh, their backup goalie, Thomas Grice. And maybe even a third option, uh, J.F. Berube, because their top guy is on the shelf. Jar- Jaroslav Halak is injured right now.
1: One question for you, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Simmons. Is he or is he not a member of Kiss? <laughs> he doesn't have
2: the show family, uh, family jewels, and uh, no, he doesn't have the the face paint. But uh, he's uh, he's one tough hombre, and uh, I like to put him in whenever I can, and uh, if hits counted. He'd be even more valuable. This guy's a force, and uh, he's got some really good hands to put the puck in the net. So not a rock star, just a hockey player. Not a rock. I don't know if he plays guitar, but uh, just a hockey player. All right, fair enough. We can move on to the defensive position
1: here for the Saturday slate.
2: Saturday Slate, you know what? Every chance that I've gotten to see Brett Burns in the second half of this season, I'm reminded just what a force of nature this guy really is. Top-scoring D-man in the league just tells a part of the story. He's nearing 300 shots on goal for the season. uh, A career year for him, and you cannot help but notice this guy every single time he plays for San Jose. He's uh, enjoying, uh, as I said, really uh, great career season career high season for him and uh he is a game breaker from the blue line he can play forward as well but for our purposes he's not good as a defenseman he'll be probably the top guy on the board but usually he's worth it game in game out then behind him or uh, This is probably a choice of one or the other. I'm going with Chris Letang. He's also going to be at the top end of that board uh, on on the verge of career best point uh, total as well. He's been blanked in his last two starts, though, uh, and that's a first since mid-February. I'm expe- expecting him to get lots of power play time in this matchup, but we've talked about it over and over, and that's where he can really shine on Saturday, in my opinion. In terms of a value play, you'll want to pair one or the other of these guys with Toronto's own Morgan Riley, who's... Elevating his profile, but he's still not getting valued as such. He's the Leafs' top D-man and and is playing a ton of minutes, almost half the game in his last three starts. And more of that has become power play time recently, where they're finally exposing his skills with the man advantage. Based on the fact the Sabres are on the second of back-to-back games, they may be offering up a backup goalie to boot so he won't be this cheap much longer i still expect him to come in as a value play tomorrow but uh, his vast skills are no longer under wraps and uh, his his value is going to go up in, in future weeks and in years
1: all right fair enough um and with that we can wrap up the saturday slate with our your top option at the goalie position my top options
2: are kind of handcuffed so you'll pick Whichever of the St. Louis starters uh, shows up, and that's Brian Elliott or Jake Allen. For his part, Elliott's just coming off an injury. Jake Allen has held the fort in fine style for the Blues. They're also going get, to likely get Alex Steen, one of their best offensive pieces, back in the lineup. St. Louis plays with much, much more structure in their game of Vancouver. I already told you about the disarray of their defense and the shakiness of their goaltending, and uh, that's no match for the deep Blues offense. So I look at this as the easiest win on the Saturday board, and that's, as you know, where I always start my hockey picks uh, josh
1: all right fair enough i think that's a, a great spot to be in overall Before we head on out of here, we have to talk to all the business owners really quickly and let them know that if you need a website here, why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budgets, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be Stunning. And with that, that's going to wrap it up for the Rotorwire DFS Podcast NHL edition. Don't forget to check out Paul on Twitter at Statsmen22. Check me out on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. And it's at RotoWire and RotowWire.com for all your season-long and DFS fantasy sports needs. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: This is the story of the wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding.